It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes! Happy Friday. Welcome on into the show, Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas. Hello, sir. Hello. Hello. And we uh, we are pumped to introduce intern Jaws. Hey, Jaws. How y'all doing? Doing good. Good morning. Man, Jaws drove in from like 30 minutes away. He lives out there a little bit to get here for us to record at 5 o'clock. And somehow... The person late was the guy that wakes up and does it from uh, his home studio. <laughs> that was me. That's me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, today's show is brought to you by our friends at Fetch Me. Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can use promo code 10OFF uh, to Chick Chick Pork Pork or uh, Gigi's Cupcakes to get uh, $10 off your order, assuming you spend $30 or more. I don't know if you checked the uh, Locked On Auburn uh, uh, social feeds or I guess the stories, uh, but Lee and I used this last night. It was delightful. We got MK's Asian Kitchen delivered to us. That was one of the specials that Fetch Me ran last week. But also, they have a new app coming. They have a new app coming in the next few weeks, and we are pumped about it. Fetch Me is pumped about it, and I can't wait to use it. Also, if you have not used the promo code ZAC20, be sure to use that, Z-A-C-2-0, to get your first delivery free. All right, we already introduced Jaws. Guys, we had our fantasy draft last night. It was wild. Thank you uh, to the... The uh, all the listeners that joined in for that that was a blast. We're trying to figure out more social things to do uh, throughout the audience. So if you have any recommendations, let us know. 205-502-4285. In that, uh, Jaws, you promised a quick poem. Hit I, it with us. I did. I did. Okay. So last night, uh, Michael said whoever had the best poem at the end of the draft would get a shout out. And I just want to give a shout out real quick to uh, Jackson Campbell who had a fantastic poem. It, it, it goes, Roses are red, violets are blue, Michael Pappas is a bad gambler. I think that's Ooh, just absolutely... Ooh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I think that definitely took the cake there. That's beautiful. What a way with words there. All right, Josh, give us exactly one fun fact. Go. Um, Notre Dame is not a top 10 team. Perfect. You're going to fit in just fine here. Absolutely. All right, so Auburn canceled their second practice in a row. Auburn Undercover broke the news Yesterday, they also uh, broke the news when it was uh, when it was canceled for the first day 
Um, but I, I'm just going to read this bit. This is from AuburnUndercover.com. I think they're running a special right now. You should totally subscribe if you have not already. For the second straight day, Auburn's football team did not practice on Thursday. A source close to the program said several players were positive in the last round of COVID-19 tests. Minor injuries played a role in the decision. The plan, the source said, is to return to practice Friday, which is today, though that could change. The original plan after Wednesday's practice was canceled was to return yesterday. Auburn has completed six days of practice, but has practiced just once since Saturday's scrimmage. Sunday and Monday were scheduled off days. So based on where they stand, I'm sure they're going to try to get a practice in. I still think they want a scrimmage tomorrow, and that's when we are scheduled to get Gus Malzahn. He kind of promised us COVID testing updates week by week, and so we'll see uh, We'll see what that looks like. Um, do you guys have anything to add as far as Auburn not practicing two days in a row? That's a bummer. I mean – You'd rather them practice, right? But uh, at this point, you know, got to be healthy. Absolutely. Got to be healthy. Absolutely. Yeah, it sucks. But, I mean, I can imagine some fans are kind of like maybe freaking out a little about the fact that Auburn hasn't practiced two days in a row. But I wouldn't worry about it. You know, there are going to be bumps in the road. So this is just one of them. Yeah. And I think everybody's kind of going through the same thing here. Uh, Owen Papo, he spoke to the media. The dude looks absolutely jacked. Solid hair game as well. Uh, the amount of swag in this gentleman is incredible. Um, he, he talked about feeling a lot more comfortable in Kevin Steele's defense going into year two. Here's what he said. A whole lot of progression. Really, last year was more of a year getting my feet wet, trying to get comfortable with the system. And I, I think I found myself a lot of times last year just trying to, you know, just do my job. But now that I'm really familiar with uh, Coach Steele's system, um, I just feel more free when I'm out there. I'm going to play way faster. I make a lot of more plays, too. So in Kevin Steele's defense, the linebackers are tasked with a lot of decisions that they have to make, play in and play out. So I think, uh, you know, I think Deshaun Davis was the one who said it best, where he was like, you know, after – after your first year starting in Steele's defense, you don't really have to think anymore. You just react. And I can't wait to see what Owen Papo does when all he has to do is just react. He doesn't have to think about all the decisions that he has to make every single play as far as what he needs to do. So I thought that was a good question. I forget who asked that, but I thought that that stood out to me. He was also asked, and we've talked about this throughout the offseason, him getting number zero. And it, it turns out... This has been kind of a, a long game for him. He's been uh, wanting it all the way back in high school, which I thought was interesting. Then Tom Green of, of AL.com asked a follow-up question to him about him getting number zero. Uh, I wasn't that, that even though nobody was worried, uh, that wasn't even one of the reasons. Really, I was trying to get it in high school, but, uh, you know, it was the same as college. It wasn't uh, an eligible number. So when I heard it was going to pass it, I just told Coach, like, hey, Coach, I, I want to be one of the first guys to get dibs on it. So, he, you know, he got that done for me. Did you have to fight anybody for it, or? Nah, I like I heard I, when whenever it was like rumors. I think it was like like in December, January type. I had brought it up to him. He was like, you know, I don't know nothing about it, but uh, you know, if, if, if that's what's really gonna happen, I, I got you. So he just he kept his word on it. Y'all, I love the excitement in his voice about him getting to wear number zero. I absolutely love it. How did we not find out for eight months <laughs> that this was a thing? I don't know. I don't know, but uh, this uh. I think this answer is the second most excited that he gets. And it's not really not even football related. He just wanted, he's been wanting to wear zero since high school. I think that's hilarious. I mean, and his high school coach is like, his high school coach is like, yeah, oh, and you can't. Like, it's not, it's not allowed. (laughs) It's not like high school was that long ago for him. Yeah, but he probably played high school football for more than one year, Michael Pappas. No problem. I mean, I know. He he, he definitely did. 
Do you think double zero should be a thing, Jaws? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, honestly, I'm not 100% like down with number zero until I see it um, in college football. But you know what? Maybe in the future. Do you think you'd be able to say that what? to Owen Papo's face? I would not be able to say okay. that to Owen Papo's face. <laughs> Especially after hearing the interview. Definitely that not. <laughs> Very glad to see him excited. Um, why are you not down with number zero? I don't know. It just kind of looks weird. You know, I can see it in ba- basketball. It's just not something I've seen in college, so it's just kind of not like a normal thing. I'm not like 100% like adjusted to change, especially with like numbers and stuff. In basketball, they have zero and double zero. Which They're is different dumb. numbers. Which double zero is a dumb thing. Yeah. That I, is dumb. I don't understand it. That is dumb. All right, moving on. So uh, he talked about how he loves T-Will. Of course, everybody loves T-Will. And then I think we kind of get into the meat of it. Um... Owen Papo, he was asked about some of the freshman linebackers, Cam Riley, Desmond Tisdale, which is the guy that I've kind of just not talked about at all, and Wesley Steiner. So here is uh, here's his brief comments on the freshmen. Uh, de- they're definitely going to have a chance to play, man. They just got to keep taking it day by day and getting better. Uh, right now, um, Cam and uh, Cam and Desmond, they, they've been uh, they're really athletic. They've been doing really good. Uh, Wesley's asking a lot of questions. You know, he's really eager to learn the system. Like you can tell, he really wants to be great. But you know, with all three of them, I think they're going to be really good players. So of course, he's going to compliment all these guys. But the comment I thought was interesting, he said Wesley's asking a ton of questions. That stood out to me. Yeah, me too. It also stood out to me that he said. You know, Wesley Steiner is the guy who we talk about being kind of the big athletic freak, similar to Owen Papo, and he was the he was the only one that Owen said, you know, isn't well, he didn't say he isn't athletic, but the other two guys he was like, they're very athletic. Yeah. Wild. Should we give Wesley Steiner a double zero if that becomes a thing, Joss? <laughs> um maybe. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> He was also asked about uh, the sophomore linebackers outside of himself, his classmates. So that's OC Brothers and Cam Brown. Oh, I'm excited to see Cam this year. I know Cam, uh, Cam Brown. He re- he real hungry to play, man. He's missed. He's been going hard on this playbook, and he, he can't he can't wait to uh, show T with exactly what he can do. But uh, OC too, uh, I, I think he gonna he's gonna be a hell of a player this uh, this year too for us. And we are gonna need both of them, you know, this whole season. Seemed like he was more excited about Cam Brown than OC Brothers, which surprises me a little bit. OC Brothers, Octavius Brothers, I mean, he's a guy that I've been uh, more excited about. Maybe I've been too high on him. Based on that answer, I think I have been too high on him as far as possibly being that fourth linebacker. Uh, I thought his, uh, his eagerness to answer about Cam was interesting over OC. Yeah, if I'm OC Brothers, uh, I got words for Owen in the locker room. Gotta say. Getting some Sawyer Pate disrespect over here. I mean, come on. <laughs> so Sawyer Pate slid into the uh, the podcast DMs yesterday. That was incredible. Um, he now follows us, and we have arrived. We are here. <laughs> um, all right. The most exciting bit of the press conference, uh, I'll play that audio in just a moment. But first, want to give some love to our friends at Built Bar. The new and improved Built Bar is even better than what they originally had. They have six new flavors. Now they have 18 amazing flavors, including some of the classics, peanut butter, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, toffee almond, and I think coconut is actually one of their better uh, sellers there. But the bar is covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and they... uh, have a lot of protein and not a lot of calories, and they are great for the health-conscious 
minded listener. So go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, and you'll get $10 off your next order. That is uh, locked on, use promo code locked on, no spaces, L O C K E D O N, for $10 off your order at builtbar.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right. Here it is, guys. This is the thing that uh, this is the response that I thought it was most interesting. He asked about defending the running backs in Chad Morris's offense. I would say, man, salute to Chad Morris. I like we talk about it almost every day in the linebacker room, man. Like they stuff that yeah, I can't really say too much about it, but y'all y'all gonna see this season, man. It's gonna look like a whole new Auburn offense, man. Just all the stuff they brought in is is ridiculous, but they they looking really good out there. How do we not overreact to this? How do we not do it? I don't, I don't think it's possible. Yeah. I mean, they're going to the ship. Coordinator of the year. You calling it now? Um, we're talking 1,000-yard receiver, 1,000-yard runner, 3,000-yard quarterback. Auburn's doing things. We're There's talk- an offense. We're talking like LSU-level stuff right here. We're talking like 50 points a game. All right. Well, you know, let's not get crazy, Jaws. Jaws, <laughs> come on, man. What are you doing? No, I, I, I'm super pumped. I'm super pumped about this. I thought that answer was uh, was very raw. I thought it was very real. Uh, I, I think he is genuinely excited for his teammates on the offensive side of the football to get pumped uh, and to get ready to you know have a, a better offense than they did um, a year ago. All right, we got a few listener questions to get to. 205-502-4285. This is from Auburn Attic, which is a which is a fun name. Guys, I hope all is well on the plains. I am an Auburn fanatic. Hence the name, in the heart of Bulldog Country in Snellville, Georgia. Sorry, bro. I have a non-football question that could impact the future of recruiting. It appears that name and likeness will play a vital role going forward. Is there any chance that Auburn will drop Under Armour and possibly adopt Nike for all of their apparel? I know Auburn has a ton of money in stocks. Second, I just get tired of going to sites like Fanatics and Fans Edge. And other schools not a prominent, not as prominent as Auburn, and have a million apparel options to choose from. Your thoughts? Um, I would much rather Auburn be a Nike school or Adidas, but um, I don't know what that contract looks like, Auburn Maniac. I, I need to, I need to look into that. As far as image and likeness, though, I, I think that's actually going to be used against Auburn, and I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see bigger markets. Like, you know, they've already lost a few guys to Miami. I'm sure that was something that was discussed. You know, do, uh, I don't know. I just, the Auburn fan base is smaller than a lot of fan bases. It's more loyal and it's more passionate. But as far as just sheer volume, there's a reason that there's, you know, more stuff. There's more stuff targeted for Alabama fans content-wise. You know, whether it's the AL.coms of the world or, you know, ESPN. I mean, any of these larger publications, there's a reason that they flock to these few teams, and it's because people are clicking on it and reading it and because there's more people to do that. So I do think it's going to affect Auburn, and Auburn's going to have to adapt to it. I don't know exactly what it looks like when they choose to adapt to it, though. Yeah, I'm not sure that – I I don't see the change happening. 
Um, I think Charles Barkley has said in the past that it it would be easier for Auburn basketball to like recruit and stuff if they were a Nike school. Um, I actually think Auburn has, you know, a, a lot of gear compared to some other schools that you can go purchase, but it, um, I, I mean, it definitely wouldn't hurt to go to Nike. It could only help. Josh, you got any thoughts on this? Um, I don't know a whole lot about that, uh, the situation. I didn't know there was anything potentially going on with Under Armour or maybe switching to Nike. Um, I would like to see Auburn as a Nike school. Um, like Michael said, I think that could definitely help, but I don't know t- enough about it to give like a strong opinion. Yeah, and I don't think anything's going on there. I think he was just kind of asking the hypothetical side of it. And yeah, I mean, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be cool with it. Yeah, Under Armour has tried to like pull out of some big, some Pac-12 contracts. Oh, that's right, with UCLA. Yeah. Pabs is a UCLA guy. Or I guess your parents are, right? Yeah, both my parents went there. That's right. All right, another question, 205-502-4285. Hey, guys, love the show. Just wanted to make a comment on Schwartz. I think one big thing you guys are both forgetting is he had a broken hand for the first month of the season and didn't start getting touches until he played A&M. So in 10 games, he had 40 catches, 427 yards receiving, one touchdown, 11 carries, 118 yards rushing, and two touchdowns. Over the course of a full season, that's 52 catches, 555 yards, 14 carries, 153 yards. Added it all up, 66 touches for 708 yards and four or five touchdowns. That is solid two wide receiver receiving numbers in Auburn's offense. Not the biggest Schwartz fan as of seeing NFL ability, but to say he isn't a strong number two option for us, Seems far-fetched. I still think he's limited in what he brings as a receiver. I think when you look at, okay, if you're a receiver, how do you get open? How do you create separation from opposing defenders? And there's a lot of different ways to do that. And you're really good receivers. They can use body leverage. They can run routes. They can use quickness in small spaces or just speed. And Anthony Schwartz has one of those, in my opinion. He has one of those, and it's speed. And outside of that, in the past... I don't think the receivers have been uh, helped a whole lot as far as being schemed open. I think that's going to change a little bit more as his offense based on the hype around it. But also, I mean, if you're going to if you're going to span out and say, well, over the course of a full season, he would have done this, and I'm fine with that. I'm fi- I think the math is interesting to look at. But he's had a hard time staying healthy, and I think that's something that you have to consider when you're talking about a guy like Anthony Schwartz. As far as just the full, you know, being a receiver and having like the full, you know, set of ability and different types of things that you can pull out to create separation on any giving passing play, I'm a little, I don't see it. I, I just, I don't see it the same way that most of the Auburn fan base does. I think he's a very, very valuable weapon to have. I think Malzahn and Morris are going to use him in, in, in different ways this year. And I think he's going to find success, but. I still stand by my statement. There is a huge drop-off from Seth Williams to whoever is the number two wide receiver in Auburn's offense. Yeah. I'd like to say, if it seems like we're trying to, that that we're saying that we don't think Anthony Schwartz is going to make an impact or or be, you know, a a pretty good number two option for this Auburn offense. I don't think that either of us are saying that. I just think that the idea that it's like, you know, last year going into the season, it was kind of a, I don't know, a, a duo, right? Williams and Schwartz. And I just think that, Zach, you and I agree that 
it's not really a duo. It's it's Williams and then Schwartz. Yeah, like it's not. Yeah, I would, they're not a sorry. two-headed monster. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, you know, we've not really seen him have to do a whole lot as a receiver. We've not had seen him have to do anything really when it comes to running routes. You know, we've seen him do sweeps and go routes. We, I would like to see him develop his route running this year. I'd like to see him uh, do slants and, and digs and and really try and develop that. But as far as what y'all are saying, I agree. I feel like he's just a little bit one-dimensional with what he brings to the table. And he does bring something to the table, but I would like to see him develop a little bit past that. Now, to his credit, as far as him developing a route tree, I mean, most Auburn receivers have not really been able to do that. And, I mean, it's happened so much now where it's got to be like, okay, you look at how they're being used in the system, and it's like, okay, they're, they're just not being asked to do a whole lot of things. I mean, Ryan Davis had a, a record-breaking career for Auburn, and then he goes to the league, and it's like, well, you know, he, he's he's having to, he's being asked, you know, run routes downfield and all that, and he just he he isn't ready to do that. He he wasn't prepared to do that. I think Darius Slayton's probably the best example of a guy that has gone through Auburn and been able to have to, to, to develop some type of route tree, and so we'll see. Uh, I think Seth Williams is going to be in that company as well. Um, can Schwartz get there? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, we have some news about other fall sports uh, throughout the SEC. We'll touch on that uh, right here on Locked on Auburn. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, so uh, we've had a few of these coaches on the show. We'll probably have them on uh, towards the end of the summer, early fall. But um, Auburn soccer, or I guess SEC soccer, the season will run from the weekend of September 18th to November 8th, eight total weeks. They have eight regular season matchups plus at least two matchups at the SEC tournament. Then a uh, regular season includes six division opponents, plus two crossover opponents, four home, four away. And then one match per week. Play dates will either be Friday, Saturday, or Sunday based on campus activities and TV rights. Um, volleyball, the season will run from October 16th to November 27th. So six weeks of competition. And they will compete against four opponents, the same opponent twice, in the same weekend for eight total matches. I think that's a bummer. And then uh, cross country, the season runs from uh, September 11th to October 23rd, seven weeks of competition. They will compete in a minimum of two events prior to the SEC championships. And there's no restriction on opponents, but must adhere to the SEC testing protocol the week leading into the competition. And then golf and tennis teams may compete in up to three team events Competition can take place no earlier than October 1st, and teams are limited to events involving only SEC members or non-conference teams from the school's geographic region. So um, I I get this, and I understand why they're doing it this way, but I really hate it for these kids that have trained all offseason. I mean, they're training just as hard in the offseason as the football players, and you know everybody's bending over backwards for football, but not not these smaller sports. I get it. I get why they're doing it this way, but I think it's a bummer. Volleyball especially stands out to me. Is, um, it's the one that I think is just kind of 
being limited the most. But once again, I get it. Yeah, didn't volleyball play? Don't they usually play like over 20 matches? I think they have a pretty extensive season. I bet, yeah. So I, I, I don't know the exact number. Yeah, soccer seems like a small number also. But volleyball, I mean, it's eight total matches, and they're just playing four opponents twice. That stinks. Yeah. Across six yeah. weeks, like that stinks. Yeah. If Auburn, is, if, 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 if football did that, which four opponents would you want them to play twice? Um, Arkansas, Missouri, Vanderbilt, and I don't even know. You got to say uh, Alabama. Alabama has to be one of them. Yeah, that's true. Okay, there's my four. All right. Jaws, what are your thoughts on all this? Well, uh, I just looked it up. So the volleyball team played 29 games last year. Dang. Uh, so, yeah, they're being limited a lot. I have no idea how long the soccer and cross-country seasons usually are, but I would assume that it's just as bad for them as well. You know, it's, right. it's just really disappointing to see everything be cut back so much when all of these athletes are working so hard this offseason. Yes. Matches. They play matches. Soccer. Matches, the soccer season ran pretty close to football, but they would play like two matches a week. So that's thing. Yeah, just them playing – Eight total. That stinks. That stinks. Uh, Pappas, where can people find you and hear you? Follow me on Twitter, at CouchPapTato. Jaws, where can people find you on the socials? Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Dawtober. Fantastic. Follow me on Twitter, at Z Blackaby. Follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnAuburn, on Instagram, at Auburn Podcast. We're also on TikTok, if you care. We'll be back on Monday. Have a good weekend. This has been Locked on Auburn. It's the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.